0: Hello, God morning. Happy Friday. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and today is the 18th. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us pray. Good morning, God. You're ushering in another day untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you will renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday. And let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight. For I can't walk alone. Amen. I'm going to kick off today's prayers with Proverbs 18. Now remember how powerful your proverbs are. And this is Proverb 18. An unfriendly person pursues selfish ends and against all sounds, judgment starts quarrels. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. When wickedness comes, so does contempt and with shame comes reproach. The words of the mouth are deep waters, but the fountain of wisdom is a rushing stream. It is not good to be partial to the wicked, and so deprive the innocent of justice. The lips of fools bring them strife, and their mouths invite a beating. The mouths of fools are their undoing, and their lips are a snare to their very lives. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. One who is slack in his work is brother to one who destroys. The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The wealth of the rich is their fortified city. They imagine it a wall too high to scale. Before a downfall, the heart is haughty but humility comes before honor. To answer before listening, that is folly and shame. The human spirit can endure in sickness, but a crushed spirit, who can bear? The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. A gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of the great. In a lawsuit, the first to speak seems right until someone comes forward and cross-examines. Casting the lot settles disputes and keeps strong opponents apart. A brother wronged is more unyielding than a fortified city. Disputes are like the barred gates of a citadel. From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. The poor plead for mercy, but the rich answer harshly. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Amen. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Keep your Bible close. As I open up my Bible at the start of each day, I lift my eyes to heaven and I most sincerely pray, Lord, open up my heart and mind to hear these words today. I want to understand you, Lord. Please hear these words I pray. These stories that were written so many years ago hold the way to my salvation. Your word has told me so. I thank you for my life, Lord, the blessings of your son, for my family, friends, and neighbors. I love them, everyone. And when I close my eyes, Lord, at the ending of each day, I will praise my father up in heaven for the gifts he sent my way, for the universe he created and the lives of those I love. There is nothing greater in my life than my love for God above. Amen. Amen. And now, hope for each day says true beauty. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment. Our world bombards us with messages about what is beautiful and handsome. It sets standards for our physical appearance and our material success that penetrate our minds and shape our personalities and our goals, often without us even realizing it. It's difficult to ignore these loud and ever-present voices as they speak to us from magazines, television, movies, the internet, and advertising. The problem is these messages will lead us astray. To cope with all this, first, ask God to help you to be content with the way you are. God made you. And it's wrong for you to think he made a mistake. God loves you just the way you are. Second, focus on the Bible calls true beauty the beauty of a godly character. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Take care of your body. The Bible calls it a temple of the Holy Spirit. But most of all, take care of your soul by feeding on the word of God and letting his spirit transform you from within. Amen. Here's a lifetime prayer. Dear Father, help me to take time to think today. For it is the source of power. Help me to take time to play today, for it is the secret of perpetual youth. Help me to take time to read today, for it is the foundation of wisdom. Help me to take time to pray today, for it is the greatest power on earth. Help me to take time to love and be loved, for it is a God-given privilege. Help me to take time to be friendly today, for it is the road to happiness. Help me to take time to laugh today, for it is music for your soul. And dear God, help me to take time to give today it is too short a day to be selfish. Stay with us. Amen. In Touch Magazine asked the question, did you ever peek ahead to the end of a story because you just couldn't wait for the conclusion? This is oftentimes what we long to do in our own life, especially in difficult seasons. We want to know when our affliction will end, but only God knows the future, so we must learn to trust him in the meantime. Joseph probably wished he could glance into the future to find out when his life would stop spiraling downward between the hatred of his brothers who sold him into slavery, the anger and lies of his master's wife, and incarceration that left him languishing it would have been easy for Joseph to lose hope. Those 13 years of his life must have seemed like an eternity. Even though Joseph couldn't see the future, God was with him every step of the way. And at the end of the dark years, he proclaimed he had learned that God meant it for his good. We cannot avoid trials, but knowing that God is with us, and his purpose is good, gives us the hope needed for enduring hardship and peace. Amen. Commanding your morning says exercise your mind. God's word is an indispensable weapon in the same way prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. Intercession takes mental strength and spiritual fortitude, which are developed in the same way your natural strength is. You must exercise regularly. You must meditate on the meaning of your and God's words night and day your mindset and beliefs must align with your words and behaviors. To take your thoughts to the next level, go to the creation of witty ideas and innovative inventions. Practice thinking in terms of possibilities. Believe the best and speak according to those beliefs until it becomes a habit. When you believe you can influence the world through prayer, when you are able to open your mind to the miraculous and expect better outcomes, then you will begin to grow and to see change come to pass. This will drive your work and God will show you answers and bless the things you set your hands to do. Amen. I decree and declare that the spirit of the living God has precedence over my mind because the mind of Christ rules and reigns over my mind, body, and spirit. I have heavenly ambitions and the discipline to see them cultivated and carried through to completion in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is and not as I would have it trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be happy in this life and supremely happy in the next. Amen. Stay right there. In God's way, day by day, says the starting point. As many as touched him were made well. God does not place needs within our lives so that we will be imperfect, incomplete human beings. These needs exist within us to compel us to seek God and to rely upon him to make us whole. Our needs, in other words, become our potential. In the resolving and the overcoming of needs through the power of the Holy Spirit, we truly come into the fullness of all that we were created to accomplish achieve, and fulfill in our lives. Our needs are the launching platform for us to accomplish the purpose for our lives. They are the starting point for us to learn, grow, develop, and eventually come into the fullness of the statue of Jesus Christ. Amen. And prayers from the wilderness. Close your eyes. Here's a meditation of grace praise. Dear Lord, my prayer today is one of praise for your grace. I praise you for grace covering me when I was oblivious to your hand working in my life. I glorify you for the ministering angels I did not recognize. But they listen to your voice of grace and not my voice of self-will. I praise you for your saving grace, which protected me from my youthful foolishness to bring me into a life of divine purpose. And I praise you for the wisdom to know it was your grace that pursued me and prevented the adversary from destroying your plan for my life. Amen. Father, I praise you for the power of grace. When mediocrity attempts to seep into my spirit, Grace speaks and tells me who you created me to be. When the adversary creates battles in my mind, grace attacks his thoughts and replaces them with your words of peace, hope, and joy. When I feel like my life is on hold, grace reminds me you have an appointed time for all things. And when I feel alone, grace fills me with your spirit of love Father, as I reflect on the spiritual archives of my life, I can see the story of grace written on every page. I can see the places where the adversary was attempting to lead me and the traps that were set. My downfall was scheduled and manipulated by him, but your grace stepped in and prevented his assault. I glorify you for teaching me, Lord. Your grace is sufficient for me, and your strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I praise you for my weakness that surrenders to your grace. Lord, I give you praise, honor, and glory for your perfect gift of grace. It is another expression of your unconditional love. It cannot be earned, it cannot be repaid. You bless me, protect me. And lead me with your grace every day. And for that, I give you honor, praise, and glory. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Amen. And we'll be back to close. And the Bible itself says the best friend you will ever have. Many of us know the familiar hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. We all consider our Savior a great friend, but none of us have an exhaustive knowledge of the heights, depths, and breadth of his amazing friendship. Consider just a few of the elements of Jesus's loving relationship with you. Number one, he has committed himself to you as a friend for life. In fact, this commitment lasts more than earthly lifetimes. It's eternal. He will never leave you no matter what you do. You may suffer some dashed expectations in your lifetime, but the Lord himself will never disappoint you. Number two, he remains open to you at all times. Jesus will show you as much about himself as you desire to learn and are able to appreciate. He will never keep you from anything about himself that you need to know. Number three, he renews his loving overtures to you every day. He knows how to meet your deepest longings and he remains sensitive to your wants as well as your needs. Jesus is an inspiring, comforting listener who hears exactly what you say and always provides the very best for you. Amen. In closing June 18th, God's promises for your life says, I will wait on your name for it is good. David was only 16 when he was anointed king of Israel, yet he did not take the throne until he was 30. Certainly there were moments when David must have thought God had forgotten him. However, everything the Lord promised David came to pass, but it was only after he had thoroughly trained David to serve him. Likewise, what you are praying for may be God's will for you, but he must prepare you for it in his timing. Think of it this way. If you assemble a model airplane, you must first wait for the glue to dry before launching your aircraft. Perhaps after two hours, the glue looks nearly set, but not quite solid. Because you're eager to get started, you take your plane outside and hoist it into the air. Sadly, before it gains altitude, it comes crashing to the ground, pieces falling everywhere because it just wasn't ready. The same is true for the blessings God has for you. Your spiritual maturity is the glue that holds them together. If you take hold of them before the Lord deems you ready, everything may fall disastrously apart. So don't grow impatient. God has not forgotten you. He's simply making you ready. Learn to wait on him with grace. Amen. Jesus, I know you will not forget me. I trust your timing and preparation. Amen. Thank you for coming to pray with me today. We just got some good old blessings started. God sees your faith. He sees your consistency. He sees your obedience. He is blessing you. You are seated at his right hand, whether you know it or not. By praying every day, you are letting God know that he is first in your life. That he is a priority. Jesus loves us. Come back tomorrow and we'll pray again. I'll see you then. Bye for now.